Hey, what's up? It's Alex. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Sometimes you gotta go back and go forwards. But sometimes you don't have to go anywhere at all. Instacart makes it so you can order your groceries, pet food, and more from home. So you can do what you need to do. Whether it's praying to the Lord or playing with your willy. Whatever suits you best. So what are you waiting for? It's time to transcend your physical form. Follow the link in the show notes and create your account. And start feeling alright, alright, alright. Shopping. Instacart. Just do it, man. Coming to you live from my apartment. This is the short news with Alex Maynor. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Monday episode of the Short News Podcast. Yeah, I know, a little confusing. I I do these bonus, I guess, bonus episodes every once in a while because I, I get bored, and podcasting truly is a really fun hobby for me. So let's get into it. What's been going on in our world? We did talk a little bit about you know, the president and all that stuff yesterday. But, you know, I thought we could make fun of our favorite news anchors at Fox News. Like, there's a lot of very conservative things that I want to just lampoon a little bit today. So, here we go. Let's let's find some Fox News shit. Okay, so... We, we all know that Trump called, allegedly, called fallen U.S. soldiers suckers and losers. And this is what Mike Huckabee has to say about that, I guess. Here we go. Uh, if you would, react to, by the way, I love the, the name of your new book. Uh, it's fantastic. But react to this idea. Thank you. And uh, Joe Biden hitting the trail here. Uh, and- What's the name of his new book? Let's see. Mike Huckabee book god guns grits and gravy oh wait no no that's a different one there's three c's that made america is that the new one? Oh, wow that is so cool um all right where is this dude and you know where are they going with all this 
Well, the amazing thing is, I don't know if Kamala Harris actually thinks that Donald Trump is in a laboratory late at night, mixing up some vaccine <laughs> samples, and he's going to personally go out and inject her with it. We hear from the left all the time, what? follow the science, follow the science. So when scientists uh, are charged with the idea of coming up with a vaccine and they end up doing it, and she says, I'm not going to take exactly. it. Now she joins the Jenny McCarthy's and the anti-vaxxers, and it makes them look silly. Wait, those are your people, though, first of all. To beg for a vaccine, and then they get it, and they say, no, I'm not going to take it because Donald Trump was president when it was developed. That's insane. Governor, I'd love to get your reaction on something Senator Bernie Sanders is talking about. He talked to Politico, and he mentioned that if Trump is elected on election night, but then mail-in balloting comes back a week later, we could be looking at a nightmare scenario. Here, I'll read for you directly what he had to say to Politico. You mean he would rightfully have lost just late because the post office is now, like, being torn apart by him? Possibly delaying the results of the election? Nightmare scenario. Huh. Feels like this all could have been prevented. He says, what we got to do in the next two months is alert the American people about what a nightmare scenario might look like in order to prepare them for that possibility and talk about what we do hmm. if that happens. He's painting a very dark picture for that time around the election, Governor. Your reaction? Why is it the left who is pushing the mail-in ballots are already predicting that the mail-in ballots are going to swing the election after the election uh, to the Democrat. Does that not... Okay, because the post office is fucked. That's probably why. Because it doesn't matter if you send that shit out, like, right now. You're, if you send your mail-in ballot now, it's probably not going to get there till like, January. <laughs> so, at the rate that the post office is going, I ordered some shit back in March. Like, a lot of shit. Still haven't gotten it. Still haven't gotten it. So tell me what's going on there and what's going to happen with... Yeah, it might actually be, like, nightmarish. As in, we won't know the actual results of the election on election night. But that's, that's a consequence of this virus. Nobody has to be here. Seems just a little bit weird that they're setting us up to have that scenario. <clears throat> And this idea that Trump won't leave unless, uh, you know, he's kicking and screaming. Who was it that didn't leave unless they were kicking and screaming? Four years ago, in fact, on Inauguration Day, the launch of the resistance. And boy, have they ever been resisting. They've resisted Donald Trump's tax cuts, a greater than ever economy. They've resisted his effort. Because you shouldn't be cutting taxes on wealthy people. They should be giving more of their money so that more people can have government-funded pro programs that make their lives a little bit better, a little more manageable. It's very simple. Efforts to bring the world safer with historic foreign policy uh, initiatives Bullshit. that have been stunning. Trade deals, USMCA, on and on the list goes. They've resisted every bit of it, even the things they said they wanted, like DACA, yeah. like infrastructure, like police reform. The president lays Susie, it on the table, and suddenly they don't want it because he's at the table. This is insane, and I hope the American people understand that we need to not just vote, we need to vote in mass. This needs to be a landslide election that they cannot steal uh, by going out and finding some uh, ballots that they uh, were able to harvest after the election.
Yeah, a lot of people certainly feel that way, no doubt, Governor. I got to get your reaction to a story we've been covering for a couple of days. Uh -oh. uh, the Atlantic, which oh, is, is owned by big okay. fans of Joe Biden, uh, and a, a piece <laughs> in The Atlantic was written by Jeffrey Goldberg, who's a big fan of Hillary Clinton and, and uh, Barack Obama, not so much Donald Trump, used anonymous sources to claim Donald Trump made remarks about fallen heroes. Uh, your daughter, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she said she was there, didn't hear him say anything yep. like that. Uh, can you explain more of what she saw? In of course they're going to say they didn't hear him say that. Like, what, are, what they're going to, they work for the guy and they're going to say, oh yeah, he called the dead veterans suckers and losers. Yeah, 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 he definitely said that. But, but you should still like him. You should still vote for him. And I still, I still love him. Like, no, they're going to fucking lie. Of course he said that shit. That's the most Trump thing to say. To be like, oh yeah, they lost. They lost, so they're, f they're fucking losers. Oh. It's like the thing I said yesterday. Uh, he was a good man, but his KD was just too low. His KD was just too low. And also your reaction to it, sir. Well, this story is utterly phony, and I've oh, heard people say, phony. well, it's been confirmed, because other people have confirmed it. Who do they confirm it with? The same unnamed anonymous sources. The that same unnamed anonymous sources. That most, most, like, no one wants to say that they, like, they're the ones who blew the whistle in this situation. No one's going to be like, I'm the guy who just revealed damning, damning information on the President of the United States insulting soldiers that die for him that's not a confirmation that is simply an affirmation of the original lie let me oh, tell you oh, something oh, oh, oh. the people that are being named my daughter hogan gidley nikki haley general keith kellogg uh a number not of to people, mention john, john bolton, bolton governor is no fan yes <laughs> yeah no fan of the president these days and even he said and the documents showed that it was rain that kept them away this is one. Nobody wants to be the guy that says, oh, yeah, like, like I just said, nobody wants to be the guy who who reveal who openly revealed that the president said that everyone's going to like completely turn away from it. Be like, you know, he never said that. That doesn't exist. What are you talking about? That's what I would do. That's what anybody would do. If you're defending your dude. More attempt. This is about as phony, if not worse than Russian collusion, which turned oh. out to be, you know, a big uh, bag of gas. A so big bag of gas. When people say something has been- A big bag of gas is also what my, what my wife calls me at, at night when I go to sleep, because that, you, sorry. Fart jokes. Confirmed by another source. If the same source is anonymous, it's bogus. As Larry Gatlin, my dear friend, would call it bovine droppings. Pete, there's got to be a time Bovine when you mean cow that shit? when you can't stand up and name the you source, say cow it's shit? not a really reliable story. So I would say to the people pushing this stuff, get us a name, put him on the record, put him under oath. But it's not true. And the people who were there and saw it, they're willing to stand up by name, put their names to the effect and say, this is an outright lie against the president. And how funny was it that the very day this article came out, the Biden campaign had an ad that just magically appeared. Magically appeared. It's called a computer. It's called a fucking computer, Mike Huckabee. I know you probably don't touch one unless you're looking up.
barely 18 blonde college chicks when you're at home alone late at night. I know that's probably the only thing you know how to do on your fucking computer, but listen, Mike Huckabee, there's a little more stuff that you can do on a computer from your home than just look at porn, okay? There is this thing called um, iMovie, and it takes maybe like an hour to make a little commercial like that. You make you plug in a USB mic, you say, Joe Biden will fight for your veterans, and Donald Trump hates the veterans. And, and, and you put that out there, you pay Twitter ads to put it up, they put it up within a half hour, boom, you're like that. It's very simple, I could explain it to you. Because they're so smart, they're so prescient, that they're they so were able smart. to foresee this article coming out and go ahead and put together a TV ad even before the article broke. That's pretty amazing, wouldn't you say? As somebody would say, they must have ESPN or something over there. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did he just say? They must have ESPN over there. Does he mean ESP? Extrasensory perception? ESP? He just said ESPN. They have ESPN over there. They're sitting there watching watching all the basketball games, so they... They know they know the team's stats and who's probably gonna win. And I don't know about the I don't know what the Lakers are up to. I don't I have no idea. They have ESPN. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Bro, that's pretty amazing, wouldn't you say? As somebody would say, they must have ESPN or something over there. <laughs> Can I how do I clip that? Amazing, wouldn't you say? As somebody would say, they must have ESPN or something over there. Alex, clip this later. Right here, clip this. ESPN or something over there. <laughs> must have ESPN or something over there. <laughs> they must have ESPN or something over there. <laughs> ESPN, like the like the Biden campaign, is sitting there watching Sports Center to get all their news. <laughs> Sports Center, da na na, Hi, what's going on? I'm Chuck Chuckerson. Um, so this this isn't sports news. Oh no, no, it'd be like in golf news. Golfer, avid golfer, and also president on the side. Donald J. Trump called veterans suckers and losers for dying. And then and then they, they're like, ESPN said it. We gotta go make this ad right now. Or like they they like, I don't know what the what whatever the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? Oh, I just got a text. President Trump, did you claim your MAGA pint glasses for Labor Day? Extremely high sellout risk. Donate $35. In the next hour to claim. Um. $35 for pint glasses? I I think I could get pint glasses at like a, a nice brewery. Like nice pint glasses. For maybe $15 each. Maybe. Not novelty. MAGA. Fucking. 
low quality, probably not even glass glasses. Pint glasses. I thought I thought Donald Trump was against alcohol. Like it's not ESP. It's called doing your homework. It's called having good PR people, having good ad people that can just make some shit on the fly that reacts to what's currently going on in the world. That makes sense. That's a perfect approach. Keep adapting. Especially with something like this, you want to get on it fast. No shit, right? It's not some magic, some some QAnon bullshit or whatever he's trying to infer that it is. It's ridiculous the lengths that they have to go to now to to make the Democrats seem like fucking conspiracy conspirators or whatever. To what? To make abortion go away? Because <laughs> that, that's what the Republicans want to do. They're starting to push that again. Ted fucking Cruz. What was it, like a month ago or something? Tweeted something about how abortion is evil. It's like, dude, many, many of your Republican constituents have paid off women that, that were not their wives to get abortions. So I don't know why you're so against this. Just because no one will sleep with you. I'm sorry, dude. Like, what the hell? Just because you haven't been in that situation because nobody wants to touch a fucking blobfish does not mean that you should get rid of abortions. And that was a bad idea. I just took, um... <laughs> I haven't talked about cannabis in a while. Today's gonna be a weed episode. I hope that's okay with you guys. Um, I, I just took a, a pretty big pull of my, again, my medical... My medical cannabis. The cool thing about New York, I mean, I guess it's not cool. Like, it's only medical here, and you can't get actual weed, like actual buds or flower, whatever you want to call it. Um, you you can get concentrate in cartridges. Now I know those got a bad name last year, but if you get them from an actual dispensary, especially a medical cannabis one, then you you're not gonna get sick. Because it's medical grade shit. It's the purest of the purest of the pure. And it it hits so hard. Dude, I'm like... I am... I'm in a good place right now, mentally. <laughs> so I thought, um... I thought because the fucking world is in such a... Such disrepair. I wanted to go back to a simpler time... Before all of this, when I was in fifth grade, <laughs> and because I was thinking about this when I was when I was smoking weed, I was like, "Huh." I I went. I had to sign this contract with the Ridgefield Police Department, as did the rest of my classmates when we were in fifth grade, that said we would never do drugs, and if they like the police ever caught us doing it, they could like use that contract that we signed when we were like 10 years old against us <laughs> remember this contract you signed when you were in the fifth grade and didn't even know what drugs were and how great they were or how great they are yeah um yeah we're gonna hold this against you what the fuck dude setting you up to fail and for like humiliation 
So the D.A.R.E. program was a big thing that we, we had to do it. It was mandatory. I think we would have like lost a homework grade if we didn't sign the contract. But looking back, like if I could go back in time and tell my past self in fifth grade why he shouldn't sign that contract, then that would be great. That'd be great. Listen, man, here are all the medical benefits to cannabis. Stop calling it marijuana because that has racist um, connotations to it. The American government called it the Latin version of the word to reinforce negative stereotypes about Latinx people. You want to check me on that? Go ahead. They always told us about the dangers of marijuana. And they like it was these dumb drawings of people like on the drugs or doing the drugs that they were talking about in this stupid pamphlet that we had to read and, and go over with the cops. And the marijuana page was just looking back. It's so funny because they had like the scariest looking dude. On, it, it was a white dude, by the way, but like a trashy, trashy looking white dude with like patchy hair. And he just had this mean stink eye look in his face. And he had like a little joint in his mouth. And that's what was supposed to scare you. Like, you want to be this guy? Look at him. He's a loser. That's going to be you if you smoke weed. Oh. I'm a loser, but for different reasons. So I thought we would go over and see what they were teaching or what they are teaching at these D.A.R.E. programs because they're still around, or they were still around as of 2018 when this was being taught, when this curriculum was being taught by Detective Michelle Palladini. Palladini. Let's see what she has to say, yeah. That's so fucking loud. Limp in for the introduction. Appreciate it. Um, I am so lucky that I get to do a lot of different things at the police department. So not only do I get to do work with all of you here in um, Norfolk, Brentham. Let's Plain, get to the drugs. Nothing life. Maybe they started with something like, oh, I don't know. Drinking alcohol. Oh, Maybe no. they started oh by using marijuana. <gasps> marijuana. Right? And they said, oh, See, there's it's no that big word. Deal. There's it's that word. Call it cannabis. Can we all agree to just call it cannabis? Unless you're like in Mexico and you're saying, yo quiero marijuana. Even then, you could probably say something else. I don't know. I, I haven't studied Spanish in like five years. It's not going to lead to anything. But what happens when marijuana is not enough, right? So my job as a detective is to kind enough. of investigate not only what happened. But what, what if marijuana is good enough? What if, like, somebody smokes weed and they're just like, this is fucking great. I'm just going to keep doing this. Like, it, it's got all these benefits. I'm feeling better. I'm less anxious. My, my tremors are gone. My Tourette's is better. You know, all those things that, like, they say prayer can, can cure, marijuana actually solves. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, yeah, people just, a lot of people just smoke weed and they're like, yeah, this is good. I don't need anything else. And the people that go on to chase other highs, 
they have other issues going on. They're trying to kill something inside themselves that they can't get rid of with weed. That's what it's about. And those people need mental health help. Like, they need mental help. They need a psychiatrist or therapist or both. Medication. The, the right drugs, you know? That's what I needed. Like, I take drugs, but they're the right kinds. They're, they're all prescribed to me. Even marijuana is prescribed to me. I don't just self-medicate anymore. That's, it's not safe. Like, this lady has a point if she's just going to talk about hard drugs, then that's good. And then I, then I can't lampoon her the way that I thought I could. But they do talk about marijuana and dare and how it's like, bad for you. It's an evil, evil drug. Marijuana, it will kill your family happens if somebody you know overdosed maybe on, on drugs what does overdose mean right here um, when you take too much of it. excellent when you take too much of a drug or alcohol that leads to oh, overdose cute kid do people always survive overdoses sometimes and sometimes not right so it's our job to help people survive it's our here. job to help give people resources right and get them into treatment but my job is a little bit different because what I like to do is I like to find out when people started drugs in the first place. I like to investigate what led people to use drugs because I want to figure out how we can stop it, right? Because I don't like going to calls for overdoses. I don't like having to see parents crying and siblings crying that they've lost somebody close to them. So it's important for me, particularly as a school resource officer, to figure out ways that I can teach all of you ways to avoid it, right? So one thing I want to kind of talk with you guys about is emotions. Do you guys learn about your emotions in school? What are some emotions? Raise your hands. What are some emotions what? that you might have in life in the back of the pink hat? I, uh, can we go on to the drug talk? You guys all seen it? Isn't that like so accurate though? So the key is blue, yeah. You guys ever watch that movie? What's the Disney movie? Yeah, have you guys all seen it? What? Isn't that like so accurate though? So the key is to be able to identify when- Get to the drugs. The policing field. So when I was in my um, early to mid twenties, I figured out some techniques to help me with stress, to help me food, being able to find food and provide for their- No. I'm in the car and I'm driving to the call where there is a baby not breathing, I need to remember for myself Wait, what? that I, if you want to, you can close your eyes. If you don't want to close your eyes, you don't have to. You can just look down at a spot on the floor. What I want you to do is I want you to breathe in through your nose for four seconds. Is this lady even a cop? I want you to hold your breath for four seconds. And I want you to breathe out your mouth for- I need an old one. We need like an old D.A.R.E. program. Let's see. Okay, I figured it out. Welcome back to Alex Reacts to Shit. <laughs> um, Newcomerstown Elementary 1985 D.A.R.E. program. This is what we were fucking looking for this whole time. What I've been looking for. Is that a song? What I've been looking for. 
What is that? Oh. What I've been looking for. Oh, that's High School Musical. Fuck, fuck myself. Our children are our hope for the future. We want them to grow and learn. Sorry that it's only in one ear. I don't know why it's only in the left ear. I'll try to fix that. Unfortunately, that post. hope often conflicts with an unpleasant reality, which gets more and more serious every day. Drugs. Damn. Alcohol abuse. Damn. Cocaine. Damn. That is some. That's some pure ass shit. Is that ecstasy and Molly? Yo. Has anyone ever? No. No, I can't. Yes, I can. Has anyone ever done ecstasy? I've done it before, and they the funny thing about ecstasy is it's it sound like a fucking nineteen eighties uh like stand up comedian. The funny thing about ecstasy is you always wake up with no pants no <laughs> the um the funny thing about ecstasy is it comes in different shapes, like different pressed shapes, and they're always kind of like a novelty shape, whether it be fortnite battle buses or other things. Like, ecstasy that I got was in the shape of Donald Trump's head. <laughs> it's so great. Anyways, let's let's see. That's a lot of drugs on the table. More oh, and more heroin. These I words and the images they evoke are nightmares come true for know. parents, teachers, peace officers, oh, community yes. leaders, and the children themselves. Tobacco. Most disturbing is the young age at which our children Oh, no, that's are weed. That's just really shitty brown weed. Nobody wants that. Oh, this is the 80s when they only had shitty brown weed. No one was doing the cannabis science yet. As our recognition of the drug problem has grown, so has our resolve to fight it. But our law enforcement officers are the first to say they cannot do it alone. Prevention is the key. And that's where D.A.R.E. gives us hope. Dare to keep a kid on <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, cops are taking the time to push kids on the playground swing. They're not they're not shooting down unarmed black people or anything. I love the image they try to paint of cops being like these nice people that help out the schools. It was developed in Los Angeles it works, by educators yeah. and law enforcement officers who realized that by working together, they could be more effective in the fight against drugs. Here in Ohio, the okay, Ohio Association of Police, Ohio Department of Education, and Attorney General Anthony J. Celebrezzi Jr. have combined forces with local educators and law enforcement officials to bring D.A.R.E. to Ohio on a statewide basis. We in law enforcement learned a long time ago that we can't do it alone. It's not just an enforcement problem. We, we in law enforcement, we, had, we realize that this is a big problem. And, you know, you can tell by my tone of voice that I'm very, very shook by this whole situation. So, you know, I, I, I definitely cry. A lot. What D.A.R.E. does is to uh, combine the efforts of the law enforcement community the with educators uh, and, and getting law enforcement officers into the classroom. Why does every Republican sound like that? We're going to take your oil. It's absolutely not true about Donald Trump calling them suckers and losers. 
today. You all look wonderful. And we have a very oh, good lesson planned today. A little bit different from last week and the week before. DARE is based on the belief that a young person will choose to avoid drugs and alcohol abuse if they are given both the right information and the skills they need to resist the pressure to use illegal drugs or to abuse alcohol. It is taught to 5th and 6th grade students but it's not the right information by trained uniformed not. peace officers. The curriculum for the 17-week course was developed by educators using proven teaching techniques. Officers go through an intensive two-week training course at the Ohio Peace Officer Training Academy. Guys, um, Here, they're instructed feel free to by smoke weed along. Dare officers how to present the lessons to the students. The lessons help students reinforce their own self-esteem so that they can resist the pressures they face to experiment with drugs and alcohol. Can I say, I don't think I've ever once been peer pressured. Oh, no, 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 that's not true. When I tried Adderall at camp, they were like, don't be a, don't be a pussy. And then I did it. Okay, so peer pressure does work. Sorry, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm 0 for 1 so far. <laughs> hey, Carrie, I got some cigarettes in my lock, and I thought maybe after school I'd go out back and smoke some. Would you like to come out back with me after school? No, thank you. Oh, come on. No. Oh, don't be a chicken. Come on. Try some. No, I have something else to do. Okay, very good. Right. I don't understand how, how that's going to work. Just act, like acting out, hey, do you want these cigarettes? No, I don't. Yay, clap, 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 clap. Like you didn't, you didn't do anything. You just said the right things. What, what is being learned there? Eventually, one day, she's going to see cigarettes, and she's going to try them, and then they're going to be great, or she, they're going to they're gonna suck to her. I don't know. It, it's, it's, like, you, <laughs> and this whole idea of teaching kids to just say no to drugs does not work. You have to tell them to stay away from the ones that will kill you, and they can, like, be responsible with certain things, like alcohol, marijuana, coffee. Pretty much it. I can't really think of any other safe-ish substances. All right, let's continue. We're going to change the props here. We're going to go with a piece of chalk to represent maybe a marijuana cigarette. Okay? And now we're going to do what's called... Can you call it a joint, please? Maybe heavy pressure. Oh, marijuana. Something like, cigarette. if you don't take this, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. Or I'm going to tell somebody... <laughs> if you don't smoke this weed that I, that I bought with my own money for... It was pretty expensive, and I wouldn't really want to waste on you otherwise. If you don't, if you don't waste my money then, and not enjoy this thing that you don't want to do, then, then I'm not going to be your friend anymore. Because you didn't take my drugs. If if my friend was like, uh, no, I'm I'm good. I don't I don't want to smoke. I'd be like, okay, more for me, and and then that's the end of that. I don't think like my real friends have never peer pressured me into doing drugs. It's it's always like, hey, like I know you've never tried this, but if you want to, it's here, no pressure. And it's like, oh, okay. And sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. No one gets mad. 
really a jig chicken or whatever you want to say. Okay? Go ahead. Hey, you want to smoke? No, thanks. Oh, I'm going to go tell everybody that you are a chicken. Well, that's okay, Paul, but that's something I don't want to do. Okay. Good. How did he do? Another lesson stresses the consequence. It's literally just saying no. Like, do you want these drugs? No. Yay! Damn, that's an easy class to pass. ...which result from both good and bad decisions. What we were talking about are the consequences for using alcohol and not using alcohol, using marijuana and not using marijuana. And some of the examples that you gave me for consequences for using alcohol are what? Getting involved in an accident, huh? What about happiness? Blissful happiness. <laughs> you forgot that that effect or consequence or whatever you want to fucking call it. Or how about unhealthy? unhealthy? And you can be arrested sometimes, can't you? Then for not... What if you're just having a beer in your house? Imagine, you're like 21 finally. And like... <laughs> you crack open a beer... All of a sudden, the SWAT team comes in. You signed this contract in the D.A.R.E. program. Don't you know that alcohol will make you unhealthy? Woo-woo, you're coming with me, motherfucker. <laughs> Not using alcohol, we said here, you might have more friends. How about better health? You might have more friends. Or it might even make you a better person. I think the most important skill they learned at, from the whole list would be that their self-image can be raised by saying no to drugs, by being themselves and feeling good about themselves comes from, from being who they are, regardless of whether someone wants them to take drugs or not. They really came away feeling that they were special people. Other lessons emphasize stress management, decision-making skills, and the media's influence on our lives. The D.A.R.E. project is right on target. Another Bring one of these guys. The D.A.R.E. project is right on target. We're gonna make all the kids not do the drugs. Yeah. ...and educators together. To My wife won't sleep with me anymore. So now I have to make kids not have fun. ...address the very serious problem of drug abuse. We in the education community firmly believe that the emphasis placed upon the collaborative approach of the D.A.R.E. project will be extremely helpful to our young people. One of the key elements to D.A.R.E.'s success is the personal involvement of the officers with the children. Being with the students for an extended period of time, both in the classroom and on the playground, helps... My D.A.R.E. officer knew I was doing drugs in high school. It was hilarious. He'd always, he, he, he was like the officer that I had in fifth grade for the D.A.R.E. program, and then when I was, like, a senior or whatever in high school, um, he was also working at the high school because he, um, he got a DUI, so they downgraded him to school cop. But he would just, like, yeah, he would tease me all the time about my, my weed use because he knew. Build trust and friendship. I had a young girl come up to me on the playground one day, and she says, Deputy Neff, can I talk to you? And I says, well, sure. She says, you know, my dad was killed by a drunk driver a few years ago, and I have just never really had a chance to talk to anybody about it. 
and well, it kind of made like me feel real a, good. It sounds like you need a therapist then, or that little girl needs a therapist, not a, not a cop. I don't think a police officer is equipped for that. And here this girl is, she's out on the playground and tears are streaming down her face. And I knew then that, that I was very important to her. I was playing a very important part in her life. The young people trust them, uh, particularly at the age, the target age group in the fourth to seventh grade, right in that particular age range. Uh, this is a role model that they look up to, that they have faith in, uh, that they believe and they have trust in the individual. DARE develops strong support from parents and community leaders who become involved with it. Parents' nights are held to acquaint them with the experiences their children will have. At the end of the 17 weeks, a graduation ceremony is held oh, to recognize I their that. achievements. They make you sing. It's the most fucked up thing. They make you sing this stupid song that I still remember because it's ingrained in my head. Forever free, that's what I'll be. This is my solemn vow. Forever free, that's what I'll be. To pressure I will not bow. I will stand tall, not fall, no more. Fight for, be strong, lead on. Forever free I'll be. I swear, it, it's fucking in there forever. Thanks, D.A.R.E. program. Because it totally worked. Definitely wasn't in withdrawal from Xanax for a year. <laughs> Fuck, man. To me, the beauty about the D.A.R.E. program is it deals not only with teaching young people to say no to drugs, it teaches them how to say no to drugs. It teaches them how to say no to drugs, I don't like the fun types of things. I, I never got, I never got to try marijuana because they all called me a fucking geek and put my face in the toilet and shoved a broom up my ass. So now I have to make all the kids not have fun. And it also teaches them to deal with other kinds of social kinds of situations that they're going to run into in their formative years. The experience that you've gone through in the D.A.R.E. program, I hope, will uh, stay with you for the rest of your lives. So congratulations to all of you for completing the D.A.R.E. program, and I will look forward to uh, presenting you with your certificates as you come up here. Thank you very much. That certificate doesn't mean shit, but when you're in fifth grade, you think you just did a really good thing. Like, yeah, I'm joining the fight against drugs, and drugs are horrible, and... Drugs, 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 don't do them, and all that stuff. And, you know, the whole time, like, yeah, I was scared of drugs, but at the same time, everything about weed that they were saying just made it sound really cool and, like, the right thing for me. I was like, you know, like, it makes you calm. It helps you sleep. It makes you think less. You feel relaxed, like, what what is not to what is not to love? What is not to love? It just you know, it always stood out to me as something that was going to be a part of my life no matter what. And that that idea in my head only became 
exponentially larger and larger as the years went on. Because then, you know, after D.A.R.E., I went to middle school and I had a health teacher that actually told us marijuana was good. And we watched a couple videos on like educational videos on the the on what medical marijuana is, how it benefits people. There's some crazy like cool facts there. One of them being it helps people that can't really see well, like if, like a certain type of blindness, where like you know how when you smoke weed, your eyes get red. It's because the blood vessels open up, and some that's good for some people because then it helps them see better. Um, that's at least what we learned in my health class. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. The things that it can do. And I haven't heard anything bad other than, yeah, you feel a little lazy sometimes. And if you smoke too much, you're just going to be a a bum. But if you drink too much, you're going to be a bum. If you drink too much caffeine, you're going to be asleep by 2 p.m. Like it, it's, uh, it's anything. They should just be teaching in the D.A.R.E. program moderation. Moderation is the key to everything, whether it be drugs or exercising. Because you could exercise too much and then you just, you're killing yourself, you know? And I used to, like, every girl I've ever dated, except, um, except Ashley, has been so anti-weed that it's it's just sucked. I, I wasn't able to be myself. I was miserable in those relationships, and obviously they did not end well. Anyways, cannabis, good. Cocaine, bad. Cannabis, good. Heroin, bad. Cannabis, good. Alcohol, eh. <laughs> But here's some some anti-cannabis commercials that I thought we could enjoy, even though you can't see them, because this is audio only for now. I will describe them to you, and we can make fun of them that way. Here we go. Oh, what's wrong with you? Tonsillitis? Appendicitis. Um, well, you just, just, if you're a surgeon, don't smoke weed before you do surgery. It's just, it's as simple as that. That doesn't mean don't do it ever at all. What about alcohol? Like, you don't want your surgeon drinking, but I'm sure after a long shift, your surgeon goes home and pours himself a drink. My grandfather used to be an anesthesiologist, and he'd come home and pour himself a drink every night. So, like, what, what's the difference? What is the difference? Obviously, doctors hopefully aren't going to be high or drunk on the job because they need to be fully there. That doesn't mean everybody just shouldn't smoke weed. When, is, when has a doctor, like a surgeon, ever smoked a joint in the operating room? When would that happen? 
and that's not even how you act on weed. <laughs> like, so goofy like that. No, you're just, if anything, the commercial should be, hey, man, I'm going to go grab a sandwich. Is that all right? Dude, my chest is open. Yeah, 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 you'll be cool. You'll be cool. Just chill, just chill. All right, well, well uh, you, you want anything from the deli? I, I'll, I'll grab you a, I'll grab you a Twinkie. Yeah, it's cool, it's cool. All right, peace. And the dude just sitting on the operating table, like, what just, what just happened? Like, that would be funny, but even then, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, let's see if I can still make a straight line. <laughs> Nobody laughs like that on me. It's a karate kid, dude. Oh, is he gonna cut the board? Oh, oh, he fucked up. He fucked up. Cannabis. High for a night, slow for a month. What? That? Okay, is that true? Is that true? Are you slow for a month? High for a night, slow for a month. Fact check. Let's fact check that shit. It's just Trump fact checks. <laughs> that was so stupid. Why you can still feel high after you quit smoking weed? And smoking cannabis every day shrinks the brain, but it increases the You're not high for a month. If you smoke weed one night, you may feel a little bit the next day, but it, it wears off. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You don't want to smoke weed. Turning down friends can be tricky. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Want some? No, Want some? That stuff's illegal. Hey, Mike. No, man. That stuff's illegal. <laughs> no, dude. That shit's not radical, man. Yo, that's whack, dog. <laughs> Want some? Uh, I'm allergic. Hey, Mike. Want some? Uh, no. I gotta stay low. Mike. <laughs> Want some? It's just not for me. It's cool. Be confident. Be honest. Just be yourself. That's a good answer, though. If it's not for you, it's... <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I just... <coughs> took a massive hit. <coughs> I guess it's not for me. Oh, my God. <coughs> I feel my eyes getting red. Wow. <coughs> I'm I'm gonna become a weed PSA. Oh my god. Wow. Holy shit, that hit me hard. That hit me so hard. Where were we? Oh yeah, it's just it's just not for me. Oh my god, I'm slurring. Holy shit. Okay, give me a sec here. It's just not for me. Like, good answer. That's a very good answer. No one can no one can call you a bitch for that. And if they do, they're not real friends. That should be the PSA. If you don't like drugs, don't do them. If you don't like drugs, just say it's not for me. Find new friends. Whatever. If they don't understand, they're not your real friends. Hey, Joey. 
I got some stuff you just gotta try. What is it? He's like five, what? Pot, you know, marijuana. Oh, well, I don't know. What, chicken? Joey's in a jam. What should he do? Okay. Uh, Get a pizza. Excellent. Get a pizza. Get real. You got it. Let's see if Joey's. The Ninja Turtles. I'm not chicken. You're a turkey. He's right. Drug dealers are dorks. Don't even talk to him. Cowabunga! Oh my god. Hey, Ellen, wanna hit? Wanna smoke a joint before trying this on? What? Here you go, Ellen. You wanna get high? We got some great time stick in the back. Oh, that sounds good. Kind buds. You're gonna love this stuff. It'll get you really high. Now you know what a 13-year-old's day can be like. So, it was a POV of somebody going through, like, the supermarket and going, going like, everywhere, seeing people, like, going for a walk, and, like, everywhere she went, um, she was getting offered weed. Nobody is that generous with weed, okay? Nobody. Unless you're in college, you cannot expect to be smoked up that many times. Unless you're a girl in college, because they get everything for free. But now you know what a 13-year-old's day can be like. No supermarket manager is asking a 13-year-old if they want to get high. And if they are, then here's what they need. This is the part where usually I say, I'm Chris Hansen with Daily yeah, NBC. Yeah, yeah. But... Oh, I can't play that. We'll get, we'll get in trouble. Anyways, yeah, yeah. If, if someone's asking a 13-year-old girl to smoke weed with them and they're like a 40-year-old man, yeah, that's weird. What? Talk to your kids about marijuana. Mind expanding. Hell yeah. Safer to use that alcohol. Hell yeah. It's the in thing. The hula hoop Hell of the yeah. jet generation. And as much a part of growing up as smoking corn silk behind the back fence. Such are the myths concerning marijuana. Myths that lull thousands of young people into experimenting with a noxious weed. What? The facts are otherwise. It's marijuana not a weed, it's a flower. mind-muddling drug. Its use can lead to abnormal behavior, to psychological dependence. <laughs> abnormal <and> behavior. <laughs> I love the use of that word. Why can't they just say you, you get silly? You get silly, you smoke weed. The most dangerous thought that you could possibly have on weed is, should I get two Domino's pizzas? Or should I just get one? And do I want the extra cheese? That is the most dangerous decision that you can make on weed. So, there and you go. To abuse of other drugs. Oh, the, the gateway drug thing. All, is made for thinking, not fumigating. <laughs> it's hardly a tinker toy for experimenting with drugs. This has been the public service message of the American Medical Association oh, and you. your local station. Hey, Lindsay. Oh, the dog. 
I wish you didn't smoke weed. You're not the same when you smoke. And I miss my friend. I'll be outside. What the fuck? What the f- I forgot about that commercial. I've seen it before. It's so jarring. It's like, damn, was the dog actually talking or was she just that baked that she was- she was seeing the dog talking to her. I don't know. But if my cat was just like, Dad, <clears throat> I, I don't like it when you get high. Because you don't share that shit with me. <laughs> That's what it would be. That's, well, I give her catnip when I'm doing that. Shit, I don't even remember what I was saying now. Um, something about the cat and getting high and the cat talking to me and yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was a scary commercial to me when I was a kid, definitely. This is Trey. This is crew. Here he is, what he do. Sitting here hugging the block and smoking weed. Hands spinning on the clock. Look at Trey. He never leaves. Just sit day and day and day and day. Do his time, listen to his man's rhyme. Tell him how to be a man. He listens out, but ain't got no plan. He only listens, never plays, never think, never say. What he wants or what he needs. Just sit some more and smoke that weed. I wonder if he'll ever leave. I mean... That doesn't sound that bad. Seems like he's not hurting anyone. Your brain is a marvel of technology. But when you take drugs, Jesus, music. you alter your brain. You change thinking patterns. You distort perception. They're like... Cutting wires in the brain and like making everything spark. And it's very dramatic. And Not at all with getting high, but. Your brain just won't be the same. Think about it. Think about well, you it. still can. Well, you still can think. Because you're never gonna. You're never gonna think again. Sunny boy, you're never gonna think again. In this. In this. In this town. said <laughs> in this village. <laughs> He's a dork. Dork! Yeah. I mean, no. We're not like, you know, we're having fun being cool. And he's, uh, he's just in a different stuff. Well, I hang out with my friends mostly. Girls think I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, you know, I'm into sports. Well, I used to be into sports. But now, uh, yeah, chicks dig me. Well... <laughs> I guess he has friends too. Yeah. I like. I think having girlfriends is okay, but you know, we, we like to party, right? Guys like him, they don't like to party like we do. You know, we're having a lot of fun. So they make the potheads out to be like the fucking losers in school that just like can't get girls, and uh, and the dude that does get girls, he like plays the sports and. He, he does his homework and doesn't touch drugs. He wouldn't dare. And he's a family guy. Um, yeah, whatever. Truth is, there's a million things to do that are more fun than sitting around getting stoned. Yeah. It's not true. We there's like nothing. Did I say that already? 
think about it. Okay, that so, does happen sometimes. Sarah, what's going on here? Sarah? Sarah? She won't answer you. Or she can't. Why not? Oh, it's where this girl is like flattened into the couch, like, like deflated into the couch. This is the way it's been since she started smoking pot. She's all lazy and boring and, you know, we used to have so much fun together. And now? Then you should start smoking too. This is what we do. people down if you use xanax which is prescribed to people then you're using even less of your brain you don't even have judgment if someone told you to jump off a bridge you would you wouldn't even think about it it's yours no oh, my mother said she found in your closet some weed i don't know when a guy was lost of what look dad it's where did you get it Answer me. Who taught you how to do this stuff? You. I learned it from watching you, Dad. You all right? I learned it by watching you. Parents who use drugs have children who use drugs. I learned it by watching you. I learned it by watching you. I I used that once. I used that that um <laughs> that excuse. When do you even learn to do this? You. You fucking do this, dummy. Skateboarding kid. He's not wearing a helmet. Statistics show that 40% of all kids who smoke marijuana live in the city. Guess where the other 60% live? Some people. What? Oh, that's supposed to be scary? Like, the, the marijuana is coming to the suburbs. You better be scared, rich white people, because marijuana is going to take your family and turn them into more fun people. People start slumming as a social thing, you know? I probably wouldn't do it by myself. That one's mine. Slumming stands for sticking leeches on myself. Leeches? Yeah, leeches. I don't get it. I've had to confiscate all this. It's a problem. It's like you hear people oh. talking about leeches over the weekend. It's what? Why would? What is? How do you equate putting leeches on yourself voluntarily to smoking weed? Hard <clears throat> not to get into it. Can I take your order? 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 Can
I don't have any money. Oh shit. That that did not end the way I thought it would. <laughs> what the fuck? They he just they're at the drive-through. And they keep pulling up to the drive-thru and saying some funny shit while they're high. Like some some shit that like you would never say. Or I would never say. Like when stoned and then and they're like, I don't have any money. Oh, go, go, go. And he floors it right into a a little girl on a bike. You'll kill little girls if you smoke weed. Just don't do drugs or drink and drive. It's just a thing we should all go by. Don't get fucked up and then drive a motor vehicle. Of any kind. Boats. Cars. Trains. Um, ATVs. All that stuff, man. Just don't do it. It's not safe. And marijuana will kill your kids. Oh, this is the alien comes down and steals this girl while he's smoking a joint. Oh, wow. Look at that alien. The alien said no to drugs, so now the girl is flying away with him, with the alien. Taking out their like hobbies, personal belongings, and hobbies and stuff, and then pushing a what? Putting his guitar on the Marijuana grill. Marijuana costs you more than you think. Live above weed. Live above the influence. I don't understand how destroying your shit has like has anything to do with weed. Are they trying to say like you won't? Sorry, one second, everybody, we're being interrupted. My sincerest apologies for the interruption there. Um, somebody had to use this room for a second. Um, anyways, what were we talking about? The drug, drug ads? Is there anyone out there who still isn't clear about what doing drugs does? Okay, last time. <laughs> last time? Oh, here's an egg. This is your brain. This is your brain. It's an egg. This is drugs. Drugs is the pan. And you fry the egg in the pan, and that's your brain on drugs. Well, that's fucking delicious. This is your brain on drugs. Yum. Hey. You should, um... Questions? Yeah, I, I have a question. I have a question. Wouldn't you want to scramble the eggs to increase the effect of, like... Brain on drugs, scrambled. Your brain is scrambled. Wouldn't that be better for the metaf metaphor? I don't, I don't know. That's not so bad, is it? Oh, yes, it is. It affects your brain. It makes you lose your memory. These kids I mean, are not trying pot. They're like Look. 10. Marijuana. The facts on marijuana. 
Marijuana does bad things to your heart and lungs. What? People who smoke marijuana can get sick more often because it hurts your body's power. Did you know that smoking weed in the study they found actually strengthens your immune system from fighting the coronavirus specifically? To fight disease. Marijuana gives you bad breath and stained teeth. <laughs> it can make you overeat. It gives some people problems with memory. Some Others people. get sudden panic attacks. Well, marijuana they affects smoke. each person's mind and body differently. There's no way. Yeah, so it's for some people and it's not for others. And the only way to know is to try it. Experimentation is something that every human being has gone through in their life. Even the people making the laws against the very things that we're experimenting on or with, they've tried all that shit. They were our age. Way to predict what it might do to you. If you don't like what you did, use your imagination to change it. Put yourself in the picture. What the fine, fuck? Everything's fine. Are you sure? Erase! Erase! I'm here. I'm here. Find me. What? Find me. What the fuck? What is that? What is that? <laughs> what the fuck? Keep looking till you find me. I'm here. I'm here. Find me. I'm here. Find me. I'm here. It's a doctor. Find me. I'm here. Find me. This is creepy. Find me. What? I'm here. I'm here. Find me. Here to help you. Find me. Keep looking till you find me. I'm here. I'm here. Find me. What the fuck does that mean? Find me. Find me. I'm so scared. I'm here. I'm here. Find me. I'm not. What? Find me. Find me. I'm always there. You think I'm just in that fancy machine? Think again. What the fuck is this? I'm part of you. I'm always with you because I'm inside you. Somebody on drugs made this. The visuals are so trippy. I'm inside you. I hope not. I'm here. This Find is, me. This is scary. Find me. Find me. Just use this. Your mind. Your noggin. This. Use your mind. And use your penis. Um, wow. So, drug PSAs are really, um, really interesting. <laughs> because they try to scare kids into this idea of what drugs are. And they just, it just seems like it's made by people who have no idea what drugs are. Um, so I read a lot of, um, those Hollywood blind items, like, early this morning. So I thought it would be fun to go over, like, celebrities losing their shit in public. So I think we're gonna end it on this. 
this thing. This is a classic, and I know TMG has gone over it before, but I want I want to put my two cents in on this. Um, so we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. So Mark McGrath, the lead singer of one of my favorite bands. Not even I'm not being ironic. Like I love Sugar Ray. They're great. One day he's walking out of out of the club. This is back in the day. He's all he's like drunk and and this dude calls him Sugar Gay and it's just the last fucking time he wants to hear that. Make a hole, gentlemen! Make a hole! Is there a better version? Make a hole, gentlemen! Make a hole! Move it! Yeah, he's fucked up. Who said Sugar Gay? I'll beat your fucking ass. Who said Sugar Gay? I'll beat your fucking ass. <laughs> Oh, you're fucked, dude. Mark McGrath is gonna kill you. Who said that? Did you? Oh, Did I say anything? Did I say anything? Did you say something? No, I did not say anything. Dude's like, what? Like, I didn't say anything. Like, it may not have even been him. He doesn't know. He's just pissed. Damn, don't call Mark McGrath sugar gay. Don't do it. Just don't. It's not worth it. Hey, Mark, can I get your autograph, no, man? Oh, man. Yeah, you can, you can. All right, cool. You beat the fuck out of that guy right there. Yeah. Which one? Tomorrow. The one that Minnie Driver is going to do. Choke your fucking face. Did I say anything? Yes, you did. Come no on, he didn't finish his autograph. Now he's getting in the kid's face. Oh, you're like, oh, beat the fuck out of you. Go ahead. Get smart, dude. Get smart. All right. bitch-ass fucking shit. I'll fucking choke your fucking face. You know? I'll fucking choke your fucking face. How do you choke somebody's face? You know, like, when you're really mad and you just say, like, the first thing that comes to your mind? Like, he couldn't find the words for whatever he wanted to say. So he was like, I'll fucking choke your fucking face. And it's like, <laughs> what? It's like, I'll, I'll fucking... One second. Fucking drown your fucking dick. It's like, okay, like, it's not really gonna accomplish much. You're just gonna, what, throw water at me? Fucking choke your fucking face. You can't choke somebody's face, Mark. What up? Are you done? Are you done? Yeah, you're done. Close your arm. Standing right here. Just these guys. And that kid grew up to be Scooter Braun. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Imagine. Go tweeze your nipples, bro. Go tweeze your nipples, bro. Why? What is that? Um, I don't understand that. Like, if you if you have nipple hair and you want to tweeze it, go right ahead. I don't see the insult there. Do you want to get fucking face, bro? Yeah, I heard you say something. Mark, I want Ashley Tenori. Fucking punch your face. Hey. Who is that? You go home and get me some Sugar Ray. The guy from Sugar Ray. It's the guy from Sugar Ray. I love Sugar Ray. I love Sugar Ray. Is that a fan? This guy's the biggest punk bitch ever slayed. Shoot, why don't you say it in our camera, man? Come on! Shit! This guy! This guy right here! What? <laughs> prison, prison rape this guy. No, 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 don't do that. Mark, you can't, you can't say that. You don't say that. You don't say that, you know, stepbrothers. 
You don't say that. That's that's not cool. What you think like how do you prison rape somebody when they're not when you're not in prison? That's just rape. Does, does does adding prison to the beginning of rape make it more justified rape? I don't understand. Hey, don't say that. Don't say that. Hey, don't say that. Hey, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't I'll make sweet love to you. I'll buy you dinner. I'll show you the best time in your life. We'll go to Hawaii. Don't you ever call me Sugar Gay. Don't you ever call me Sugar Gay. I'll fucking, I'll fucking caress you sweetly. I'll, I'll make you dinner. I'll fucking, I'll fucking wax your eyebrows. This guy's badass. Look at you. You got some new fans over here, Mark. I love sugar right now. Look, your Hyundai's over there. Ouch. So that... <laughs> so that that's how, if I'm ever famous, that's how I'm going to react. If someone's like, hey, Alex Gator, who said Alex Gator? I'll fuck your fucking face. I'll take your hair and I'll come in it. And then I'll fucking take your mom out for dinner and I'll treat her nice. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? I'll fund your family's, I'll fund your son's college. Is that what you fucking want? I'll fucking adopt you and give you a great home. And I'll, and I'll, Feed you every day and and get put you through the education system. I'll I'll fucking do it. Don't call me Alex Gator. I'll kiss you sweetly. Go tweeze your nipples. Go tweeze your nipples. But he's he's come out and talked about this. After the fact, and said, like, listen, I was drunk. And, you know, at the time, like, a lot of people were, were, like, making fun of my friends that way with, like, homophobic slurs, and I just didn't take it right. And it was the, it was the wrong way to go about it. But, you know, there were some funny sound bites from there, and that's true. I want a sugar gay soundboard. Like, go tweeze your nipples. I'll fucking choke your fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing him like squeezing the dude's like face trying to choke him and the dude like what are you what are you doing? I'm choking your face, man. Anyways, I'm gonna go tweeze my nipples now. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening as always. 
Um, this has been the Monday episode of the Short News Podcast. Um, if you want more of me, you can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore M-A-D-O-R-E. And that that is where I'll be for the rest of the day. All right, guys. Thanks. Love you. Peace. It's really that time of year. And your team might finally do it. Or if you're a Rams fan, you might just want to book the trip now. This year, Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced ticket closer to the day, or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime now with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats, only available with On Location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs. On location, yes, you want to craft a perfect confetti angel like I did? Go to the game with On Location. And it's not just about gameplay. From dinner with NFL legend Marcus Allen to pregame parties featuring acoustic sets for Wyclef, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering the most exclusive ticket packages available. Want to know how? Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash sp 56 or search Super Bowl on location. That's right. Search Super Bowl on location. Make the trip of a lifetime. It's your shot. Take it.